This is Mary Lewis with A Tiny Homestead, the podcast comprised entirely of conversations with homesteaders, cottage food producers, and crafters. Today I'm talking with Shane at Hendrix Home Goods. Good morning, Shane. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Mary? I'm good. Um, You have a really interesting story. I looked at your website and your about page and I was like, this guy is amazing. So tell me about you and Hendrix Home Goods. Yeah, so I've been a first responder for going on 10 years. Um, Started out on fire while I was doing IT work um, and then got into doing first responder at the stadiums here in Minnesota and then uh, got tired of doing IT, so went and did dispatch for ambulance companies. So I was doing three different jobs in that. Um, And at one of the jobs, I got sick with COVID and in August of 2022, um, and haven't been able to return to work. I got long COVID from that and it kind of messed up my neurological system. So now I'm using a cane to get around. Um, I'm unable to drive myself. So life got a little different for me. And um, my daughter and I went back to visit my mother in North Dakota at the beginning of all this. And she had asked me if I would be, if I would try to can some applesauce for her. Because uh, she's had apple trees for years and, and never got around to making it. And her friends have and said it's delicious. So I did that. Um, and it turned out very well. And we came home and I thought, well, I kind of always wanted to make salsa. So I did that. Um, and I made some strawberry rhubarb jam because that's always been one of my favorite. Um, and it turned out. And then I tried to go back to work for a few days, um, which didn't work out, didn't end up too well for me. Um, but in the meantime, I had taken some of my product to work for people to to have and try out because we do a lot of eating and dispatch um and they loved it and and uh we're wondering well how can you get your hands on it so coming home i talked to my wife and and we kind of decided this might be a fun little adventure it's something i can do around the house where i can sit at the counter to do a lot of it and not have to be up and moving around and then doing little craft fairs uh is kind of my opportunity to get out uh, we try to do a couple of months. So it's my opportunity to get out of the house a couple times a month, at least, and interact with people. So um, that's kind of how it all started. And it's been taking off and it's just been fun doing it. Yeah, it it, it must. Oh, my computer is my connection is echoing on my end. OK, hopefully it won't keep doing that. Um, it must be disheartening to have put yourself in a position to be out in the world and helping people and then not be able to go back to it, to your job. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah, it, it, that's kind of the hard part and kind of a knockdown mentally for me. Cause it's, um, yeah, you know, a year and a half ago, a little over a year and a half ago, I was, uh, responding to scenes where I was running into burning buildings, cutting cars apart, all that kind of stuff. Right. And yep. now it's, I walk around with a cane and sometimes even have to use a walker around the house. I, I fall down from dizziness and balance issues. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a change in what's been going on. Yeah, definitely. Well, at least you found something that you makes you happy to do. Um, I personally hated canning until about a year and a half ago. Sure. My, my mom used to can, and I've told the story on one of the other interviews that's out now on the podcast. But our house that we that I grew up in did not have AC. And she would open the windows and open the door so that the screen door was available for for ventilation. Sure. 
And it would seem like the walls were sweating because it was summertime and Maine is notoriously humid. And uh, it just was not a fun time. And so I have avoided canning like the plague up until two summers ago. And my husband said, can we try canning some tomato sauce from our copious amounts of tomatoes from the garden? And I was like, I really don't want to. And he said, I don't care. We're doing it anyway. I was like, okay, fine. And we do have air conditioning in our home now. So right. he he did it and he did a great job and I helped and my son helped and it was great. And the walls did not sweat and nobody passed out from heat exhaustion. So canning is fine. I just don't ever want to do it in a hot, humid house again because that was yeah, not fun. Yeah, it does get uh, – summertime it, it is harder because even with air conditioning, um, it does warm up the house quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like this time of year, I've been doing quite a bit of canning because we have some pretty good size shows coming up. And uh, yeah, the, the windows are all fogged over. Uh, everything's fogged up. So I've actually looked at um, probably getting like a couple outdoor camp stoves so I can do some of that outside. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to get because I'd like to run a couple canners at a time so I'm not so I can get more done at a time. But um, yeah, trying to keep some of it outside would be nice. But it, okay. it definitely, and I, I kind of spread out the whole kitchen. I cover all the counters, the island, the table. So my wife will come home from work and be, oh, it's that time of the week again. So <laughs> it's canning it day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys grow any of the stuff you're canning or do you just buy, buy the. Yeah. So that's, that's something else that kind of happened with it. Uh, last year was the first year probably I've ever done a garden in my life because I'm not a big vegetable person. Um, so we grew some Roma tomatoes. Um, I tried growing some hot peppers, but it turns out I didn't start them early enough in the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we had some green peppers and stuff. So some of our salsa was made with, with some of our products here and some rhubarb and stuff like that. Um, and it's funny because a lot of people at the markets always ask me, do you grow all your own product? And I I was like, well, I'd probably have to have 10 or, or more acres to grow enough to, for what I sell, right? Um, we do look for fresh produce, but um, I, I couldn't keep up with, with the demand on, on what this has turned into. But this year for Christmas, I got a uh, indoor greenhouse, um, and I had talked to some people that grow hot peppers. So I, I started some jalapenos, habaneros, and even ghost peppers this year in the house a couple of weeks ago, and they've been sprouting up fine. So I'm hoping this year I get a, a garden with some nice hot peppers in them, and then we'll we'll start uh, some of our tomatoes and stuff here in, in the next month or two, but yeah, it kind of branched out into now I go outside and have, you know, it's something that gets me outside a little bit. I can check on the garden. Um, we have chickens and ducks, so I go out there probably every day, even in the winter and give them some food in the spring, in the morning. And then I'll, I'll kind of sit out there and hang out with them for a little bit. And it's kind of my little bit of outdoor time without getting too strenuous. Yeah. Yep. And chickens are silly. They do the dumbest yeah. thing. So it's really fun yeah. to watch them. <laughs> yeah. And if you think chickens are silly, get some ducks because um, they're even, they're funnier, I think. So um, yeah, we don't, we don't have any water on our property for them to right. play in. So probably not getting ducks. I would love to, I, I would love to get baby ducks just to we get. Built, baby yeah. Ducks. Yeah. So we built a, about a 300 gallon pond out of us, a uh, Rubbermaid stock tank. Uh-huh. Um, and I put a waterfall on it that goes over the top of an igloo doghouse so they can actually go under there and it's nice and warm in the winter. 
Um, and then I built a filter out of a 55 gallon drum using rocks and that actually keeps the water pretty clean because ducks are very messy. And then we mm-hmm. have a stock tank heater in there in the wintertime. So it keeps going. So that's actually been, it's been pretty cool. Cause every now and then I'll throw some minnows in there to watch them go after that. And, uh, uh yeah, you definitely have to have water with ducks. So if, if, you know, that, that's an extra bit of work, you know, to try to keep that going. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to let my husband listen to this podcast because <laughs> he's going to he's going to want to do what you did and we right. already are on the hook to build a a greenhouse this spring, oh, a permanent sure. greenhouse. Yeah. Cuz we got a grant and we must spend the grant money on the greenhouse. Ah, so nice. so I think I'm going to hide this this particular episode away from him <laughs> until yeah. until next winter and then he can think sure. about making a pond and we can sure. get ducks. They they are fun and and I'll tell you uh after eating duck eggs I rarely eat our chicken eggs. Uh, my wife still likes the chicken eggs but I prefer the duck eggs over them. So they're a little bit richer um and have more protein and stuff in them so they are good. Are they bigger than chicken eggs? They are. So they're one and a half times the size of a chicken egg. Um they're really good for baking because of the richness in them. There's more yolk to white ratio. Um, mm-hmm. But when you bake with them, let's say a cake recipe asked for three eggs, you would use two duck because they're one and a half chicken eggs. So, okay. um, yep, they're a little bit bigger. And this year we got a goose too for uh, kind of to protect the flock. Um, we think we got a female, so I'm curious. They usually lay eggs just for maybe six or seven weeks in the spring. So I'm kind of curious to see what those are like. So. Yeah, I have no idea. I have never had a, yeah. a goose egg in my life, I, other I, than I, getting, I, other than getting clocked in the head with a softball. I've I've had that kind right. of goose egg. <laughs> right, right. So I don't recommend it. It hurts. Yeah, huh? no. I said birds are fun to have around. They're they're kind of, um, you know, backyard chicken coop is is kind of nice to have. We haven't really had ticks in our yard since we've got them, um, and let them roam around the yard a little bit. So they do clean up a lot of bugs. Um, yeah. Our grass has looked healthier than it usually does. Um, so they, they are beneficial to your yard outside of just producing eggs, right? So, Yeah, we have, I think, 19 chickens, and they have never been allowed out of their run until this fall. And sure. my husband decided to let them out of the run and just let them have the, the run of the, the property. And uh, they don't go up to the road. They know better than to mess right. with the semis that go by. And they have loved being out and being able to check out different areas of our yard. <laughs> and uh, the problem is they're going to be really unhappy come spring because my husband does not fence our garden. And oh, sure. the chickens will destroy everything. They will just, they will yes. eat the plants. So, yep. so they're going to be back in their run come uh, May 15th. Yeah. Until so, until the garden gets put away in the fall again. So so we had we had always free range since we've had them. We've had them going on four years now, and never had a problem. And last year we came home from a couple different farmers markets and were missing birds. Um, and one time we found some feathers around. So we actually went out and we bought we built like a sixteen hundred square foot pen using deer fencing, which is seven feet high when you buy it, but we cut mm-hmm. it in half. So it's three and a half feet tall. We put that up um, and that has prevented them from having issues um, getting taken or anything. So I think this year we might fence in like the back acre of our yard. So they have more room to roam around Mm -hmm. um, doing that same type of thing. I I love to have them out roaming, but I also don't want to lose birds to predators. So 
uh, yeah, no. No, and considering that raising them from chicks, if you get them, if you get right. them as little tiny chicks, costs a lot of money before they start laying. It does. Or it does. It's, for us, it's not even so much the money factor. It's for my wife; they're her pets. Um, I yeah. grew up. I didn't grow up on a farm, but I grew up understanding. You know, a lot of animals are mainly for food and stuff like that. For her, they're they're the pets, and I I like them as pets as well. Um, but yeah, you, you don't. I don't want to see them lost to, to predators um, or to get attacked and hurt. Um, it's not really the way we want to go. And a lot of our birds were young. They were like a year or two old. So um, they had a long life yet ahead of them. So it was kind of sad to that aspect. So we're just going to try to fence it in, take care of them a little bit better, um, and just not let them out and about. So Yeah, and the only reason I bring up the cost is because we had to, we had to get more chickens Um I can't remember if it was last summer or the summer before, but uh, the lady that we usually get them from did not have any for sale. She had sold all her laying hens that she was going to sell for the year. And so we ended up getting pullets, which are not little tiny chicks, but they're not anywhere near laying age yet. And um, it it hurt a little bit with the the feed costs to get them to where they were laying. Yep. So... So if you're not flush and and you can't afford to, it's much better to have the chickens that you you already possess alive and healthy yes. and producing. Yes. So that's where yeah, I was going no, with we, that. We we got kind of, no. I totally understand that they are. There is definitely a cost to that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's we we got pretty lucky last year. Um, we looked around. One of the ladies that we have bought ducks from in the past that doesn't necessarily sex them, and we don't really want males around. Um, mm-hmm. She had some birds that were three months old, so you could sex them at that time. Um, so she, we bought a couple from her, and then there was a lady here in town who posted on our Facebook on one of one of the local Facebook pages that she needed to get rid of her birds. So that's we got a goose and I think four or five ducks from her. Um, so that kind of filled out our flock. We kind of rescued them so that they didn't have to go somewhere not knowing, right? So. Um, and then this spring, I'm looking at adding. We're down to two chickens. Um, we lost a couple, I think, just to old age when we started. I, the chicken coop I found came with seven chickens that were already four or five years old. Um, and these chickens were getting older, um, and a couple mm-hmm. of them just passed away over the winter. Um, so I'm looking at adding some more babies uh, this spring. So um, we'll see how it all goes. It's it's fun to get the babies and raise them up, uh, but yeah, the the cost of the birds and um, they definitely eat a lot of food before they start laying. So, and, and my wife likes to spoil them where we, we put together um, some fruit and veggie packs. We, every couple of weeks we order fruits and veggies. Um, we chop them all up and we put them in individual gallon bags and we stick them in the freezer. And then every day we take one out, let it thaw and we take it out to the birds. So they're kind of spoiled in what they eat. They eat mm-hmm. very well, um, but we get very good eggs from them too. So, they deserve to be treated well. They, they do. They're yeah, they do. And you know, it's when you have a little leftover food. Like sometimes we'll have some leftover noodles. Or the other day, my daughter had some leftover pancakes when she from when she went out to eat. Um, and, and when you throw that stuff out there, they just they think it's extra special, right? You get some some noodles or whatever out there, and they just they go ape over that stuff. So um, definitely fun. Absolutely. Um, when my husband is tilling up the garden, he will. He will save a spot and and hand 
you know, he'll take the shovel and turn the dirt sure. over so he can get the earthworms. And he'll get like 15 earthworms because our dirt is really good. The earthworms sure. are everywhere. And he'll take the 15 earthworms in a bucket over to the chicken run and maybe just throw them in the yard this year. Who knows? And right. uh, he'll take them one by one and throw an earthworm into the run. And the chickens lose their minds. They run all yes. over the place. They chase yep. each other to try to get the worm. And uh, we got chickens a long time ago. I think my youngest kid was, I don't know, it's probably six or seven. And mm-hmm. the first time my husband did that, when my youngest was small, that kid laughed himself stupid. He was bent over laughing watching those chickens try to fight over that sure. worm. It was a riot. Yeah, it's fun. And, you know, so another thing that's kind of given me a hobby since I got the greenhouse, which you mentioned the garden, is, um, I don't know if you've looked into this, but in the wintertime, I've started growing microgreens now. Um, and that gives the chickens a fresh dose of greens, uh, the chickens and ducks a fresh dose of greens. Probably every other day I do it. And I just grow them in a quart-sized jar. Um, You put a mesh lid on them and you throw some seeds in there and you let them soak for a day. And then after that, every day you just rinse them out and drain them. And within, I want to say it's, it's about a seven day, eight day period. You have a jar full of greens, right? And it's, you can just buy black oil sunflower seeds at your feed store and use those. Um, And, and man, the, the birds really love those and they get some fresh greens that they, it's like they're roaming through grass. Um, So it's, it's really good for them. It's called fodder. Uh, if you ever look up how to make fodder, it's it's really simple, and uh, yeah, the birds love it. So, it's it's kind of these little hobbies I've picked up from being sick have been, it's been fun. It's kind of you get a little bit more self sufficient, um, and it's just it's kind of nice to do. So, it's good for your soul, is what it is. It's very it is. good for your heart and your mind. That's that's right. what it is, right there. Yep. Yep. So, do you do any any baking? Because I, you said something back that made me want to ask if you do any baking. Um, you know, I do at times. Uh, Christmas time, I, I, we made a bunch of cookies, uh, rice krispie treats, stuff like that. And then, yeah, on days I'm feeling pretty good. I try to make uh, uh, dinner for my family. Um, it's one of the things I can take because my wife and daughter have had to pick up some extra tasks around the house that I'm unable to do now. Mm-hmm. So I try to do cooking on days I can. Um, I do like to do some of the baking. Um, you know, it's, again, it depends on how I feel and how much work goes into the baking, but yeah, I I like to, I like to bake. I like to try new things. So, um, I don't know if my, if my, my, my wife and daughter are, um, they're, they're very hesitant sometimes with some of the stuff I make, uh, cause it's some stuff doesn't, it's like, Oh, looks like it's time to order pizza. Right. Uh, you try something and it just turns out not to be a great recipe, but sometimes you find something that's really good too. I try to find stuff that, that sounds good. Um, and that's kind of what we do with our canning business too. It's, um, I try to find things that are unique that you can't find if you go to your local store. Uh, we were doing a craft show last spring and somebody came to us and said, do you ever make monkey butter? Have you heard of monkey butter? Um, it's, it's something I found at a Duluth craft fair and I haven't been able to find it since. Uh, so I came home and I researched it that day and by the next craft fair we were selling monkey butter and it, it sells really well and it's it's basically bananas, um, banana, pineapple, and coconut and it's a great tropical spread, really good on ice cream, pancakes, waffles type thing and it sells really well. 
Um, so we try to find stuff like that. And just recently we were doing a show at a local fire department for their pancake breakfast and somebody brought up, brought up, uh, banana bread jam. Um, so this last week I, I made some banana bread jam and we've tried it out and it, it seems pretty good. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, we try to make some unique, unique, uh, flavors. And then, yeah, that goes hand in hand with, I try different things when I'm baking and, uh, cooking too. What's in banana bread jam? I'm really curious. So obviously a lot of bananas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's basically bananas, cinnamon, a little bit of lemon juice, some nutmeg and uh, sugar. So there's, there's not a whole lot to banana bread jam, Mm -hmm. um, but it literally tastes like banana bread. I've made two different versions. Um, One of them has walnuts in it and one of them does not because there's obviously a peanut allergy. Um, or a nut allergy that people have. So when you do come to our shows, one thing we pride ourselves on is we have free samples of all our products. The only thing we're not going to sample out is the, the, the banana bread jam with nuts. We'll give you the banana bread jam. Mm -hmm. Um, you can kind of tell what it's going to taste like. Just add some nuts to it. I just, I don't want to have to deal with, um, anybody potentially, um, getting an allergy from something coming to our booth. Um, I've dealt with allergy people, obviously, in the first responder business, um, so I don't want to risk that with people. But, um, yeah, it's it's very good, and it tastes like banana bread. So, Okay. Um, I am, okay, I am constantly saying I'm not a fan of or I don't like, and I'm going to do it again. I'm not a huge fan of bananas. Like, if, sure. if I'm... If I'm feeling run down and I know I've been exposed to something, I will eat. I love oranges and I will, I will eat a banana a day for a week because I figure it it can do nothing but boost my immune system. But I don't. If you are Hmm? sick, they're part of the brat diet, right? The banana, rice, applesauce. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm not a fan. I have tried so hard to love bananas and I, and I don't. So. The reason I ask what goes in banana bread jam is because I actually love banana bread. It's one of the ways that I will eat bananas and enjoy them. So if it just, just yeah, if it just tasted like bananas, I'd be like, nah, but if it tastes like banana bread, that would be great. It it literally, when I was cooking it, the house smelled like banana bread. um, And when we tasted it, it tasted like banana bread. Um, But we always say with that, and I mean, that tastes like banana bread, but even like with the monkey butter, you have to like bananas because even though there's pineapple and coconut in it, the bananas take over a lot of the flavor, right? So, Oh, yeah. um, But that being said, we have a lot of different flavors we sell. We have, (laughs) you know, we have like a raspberry habanero is one of our best sellers for jam. We also have a pineapple mango habanero. Um, And then we have some straightforward jams that aren't hot. You know, we have strawberry rhubarb, strawberry peach is good. Um, and then we do some off the wall stuff like atomic frog balls, um, which is, is, uh, pickled Brussels sprouts with pepper and jalapenos in them. And, um, a lot of people like those out of the jar, but they're also, from what I'm told, I'm not, I don't drink a whole lot. So, um, a lot of people like them in their margar or not margaritas. I'm sorry. Bloody Mary's people come back and buy them just for those. Um, we have cowboy candy, which is. Uh, candied jalapenos which is a great relish and then we do a couple other relishes too so we kind of have a variety of stuff along with just our salsas Um, we have four different varieties of salsas actually five varieties of salsa because you you count in the strawberry salsa which take away the tomatoes add strawberries and Uh it's really good Uh, my wife loves it on her salads fish tacos chicken tacos um, stuff like that so it's 
it's been fun. We experiment. Um, you know, it's, I get challenged by people cause we had three kinds of salsa. I added the strawberry at the farmer's market and people are like your hot's not hot enough. I was like, Oh, you want it hotter. So I experimented and found ways to make it hotter. Right. So we came out with a fourth. Um, but, and I try to do it where it'll get you the heat you want, but we keep the flavor that we've always had. So I, my goal isn't just to burn you and, and cause tears. It's let's get some flavor with the heat. So, um, yeah, so we just kind of experiment. People come up with ideas all the time for me. They're like, have you have you ever heard of this product or this product? And I'll research it. And if it's something that sounds good, uh, we'll give it a try. And if it sells okay, we'll keep using it. Um, you know, sometimes there's stuff that sells good in the summer that doesn't sell so good in the winter um, or vice versa. Over the wintertime, I do something called Santa's Christmas Jam, um, which literally smells and tastes like christmas my wife says it, it tastes like a christmas candle smell i just describe it it's christmas in a jar um mm-hmm. it's, it's strawberries cranberries and then seasoning and it just kind of wraps you around christmas um so not something i saw all year but again something that's good you know at a certain time of year where are you in minnesota again we are in Oak Grove, which a lot of people don't know where that is it's um we're north of blaine minnesota by about 20 miles um, okay. kind of sandwiched between Andover and St. Francis. Um, so we're right off of 65, uh, heading north. Um, so a, a nice little small town of about eight, 9,000 people. So you are a good hour and a half, two hours north of me. Yep. You're located where? Lesore. Okay. Yep. Yep. So we're, yeah, we're down the road from you. So yeah, for sure. <sighs> That's a bummer because that that Christmas Christmas jam sounds really good, but right. I'm guessing that you're not allowed to ship your jams any more than I'm not allowed to ship. Stuff. But we we are doing more and more shows this year. I actually teamed up with uh, a lady that I met at the farmers market. This is another great thing about uh, if anybody ever thinks of doing craft fairs, farmers markets, anything like that. The people you get to know and mm-hmm. surround yourself with are amazing. Most of them are amazing people. Um, so I've teamed up this year with a lady who runs something, uh, a company called Dutch Oven Paws, where she makes bandanas, dog treats, and she actually bakes some phenomenal treats for humans as well. Um, but we've gotten to know each other, and so we're going to start doing some shows together because my wife, bless her heart, only wants to do one or two shows a month because she also works full time, right? So sure. for her, this isn't just about getting out. So Christina from Dutch Oven, she has offered to hey i'll just hit hook, hook up hook up my trailer and we can go together and i'll help you set up your show she even went out and bought a double tent uh so shows we do together she we can set up one tent and kind of share the space underneath it um so she's been amazing with me she helps me find shows get into shows uh and she's working together and i just tell her you know there, there might be times uh like for instance yesterday uh, was a farmer's indoor farmer's market in the wintertime for Elk River. My daughter usually takes me to that. She has been sick for this week. So I said, I really can't go. My daughter's sick. I've been pretty run down this week where I've had a lot of fatigue. And Christina said, you know, well, we're going, so we can just pick you up. And I said, I, I would have loved to have gone, but just with my fatigue factor, I couldn't go myself. So every now and then I can't make a show that I've signed up for just because of my body doesn't allow that right so but she's been awesome in the fact that 
because I can't drive, she's willing to help me get to some of these shows. Um, and, and so meeting some of these people and getting around like that has been, it really kind of, for me, because I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm trapped in my home because my wife and daughter are great at getting me out, but I, I don't have the independence I once had. So having somebody who's willing to help me out is amazing. So yeah, I want to say props to her for that. Yeah, as well. she's she's a super lady. I actually interviewed her a couple of weeks ago for, for okay. an episode for this. I don't okay. think I put it out yet, but I will be. Okay. She's fun. She's a lot yes. of fun. Yes, Christina is, is, is she's an amazing lady. Um, and her husband has started working with her now. He makes sourdough treats, sourdough cookies, and stuff like that, which are phenomenal. Um, so I can't say enough about those two people. They're great. Um, I'm, I'm very happy that I've met them, and they're part of what I do now. So it's great. Well, I was wondering when these interviews would intersect in an interesting way. And ta-da, <laughs> it's you and, and yeah. Christina at Dutch Oven Boss. Right. right. Yep. So That's awesome. Yep. Okay. And, well, and if, if wondering, sometimes we might get near you. I don't know. Um, with her, we're, we're doing a little bit more traveling than we used to do. So uh, people can feel free to go to our website. Um, we usually post all our shows on there where you can find us, all that kind of fun stuff. So, yeah. And when I, when I um, release this episode, I will make sure that your website is in the description underneath of it. Awesome. So people awesome. will be able Great. to find it. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to keep this shorter today. I, uh, okay. I, a lot of them have been running to almost an hour and I'm like, that's a long time to listen to people talk yes. about food. Yes. So I, Shane, I really, really do appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Absolutely. You have, you have a great story and I hope somebody actually interviews you and does like a written story in a paper or a magazine. Cause I think it's that, really cool what you're fun. doing. Yeah, that would be fun. All right. You have a great day, Shane. Bye.